1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
2: In the midst of the pandemic, as we're all kind of trying to figure this thing out with COVID-19, I had on guests Nicole Mindorf, CEO of World Financial to talk to us about saving money here and there. And because we were kind of, we were concerned, right? We didn't know where this was going. We didn't know um, what was going to happen with regards to COVID-19 and the pandemic. And people were out of work and everything was just kind of just, just shuttered. And we were quarantined. And so we had her on a few times to talk about things to assist us in terms of our financial status. Well, she's joining us again tonight via the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline here on The Lake Show, because this Friday, October the 14th, Prosper World well Financial is having their annual luncheon. It's a charity event to help raise money and change lives for those dealing with domestic violence. They will have a silent auction, local vendors, along with networking. And Nicole, she's back here on the show, joining us here on The Lake Show. Nicole, it's been a while since we had you on the show. How are you doing?
3: I'm great.
2: How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm, I'm glad that we're uh, that we're reconnecting and, and you're back on the show because uh, you are an individual that cares deeply for others. You do as much as you can, not only to try to help people with their financial futures and all of that stuff that you do for your actual work and your job and being the CEO of Prosper Wealth Financial, but away from all of that, you like to uplift people in need whenever you can, and you're doing that this coming Friday with this event. Talk to me a little bit and give my listening audience some background about why um domestic abuse is such um a thing that you um that you dive into and you try to um you know let people in on you know the, uh, the you know just the overall tragedy of it all and why it means so much to you
3: yeah well I am a survivor of domestic violence I used to use the word victim um but I feel like i'm Over on the other side now and when when everything happened for me and it was in 2010 a long time ago that the 911 phone call actually went through and a warrant was put out for my ex-husband's arrest that the police came to my house and they handed me a card and it was of an abuse shelter and um, I called and they were super helpful and I started this whole process but it was a very long period of time that I was in the court system and it was so complicated overwhelming. You know, not only are you emotionally in not the best place, you're trying to figure this out and realize, okay, here's where I am. But you're making some decisions that, if you have children, affect them for the rest of their lives. And I, I made some decisions that I really regret, and I, I vowed that when I was on the other side that I would make impact for other people. And it's not just, here's a card, Good luck. It's here's a support system. And so we have a program called the Women's Restart Program. And that's what this event is for on Fridays to raise money for that. And we help a a woman. One of the recipients from last year will be speaking a little bit and sharing with her story. And basically what happens is we adopt them. We take nominations. And so if you know of anyone that is in a domestic violence situation and wants to get out or they're out, just trying to get back on their feet and get their life together. And that could be you. It can be anyone. You can nominate someone for our program. We select a handful of people and we will help them throughout the whole year next year. And so rather than just, here's a card, good luck, you get an attorney, you get uh, me to help with the financial aspects, a CPA, if you're dealing with tax issues, a mortgage broker, a realtor, a life coach, a therapist, a therapist for your kids, basically, we meet with you in January and say, what do you need? And I collect all of those people. And, and we've been doing this primarily via Zoom and help these people throughout the whole year with a support system. Because that way, rather than trying to figure out like all of these different resources and try to find people to help you, you just all of a sudden have this group of people that are going to help you throughout the whole year. And then when we get to the end of the year, um, that's our, and I just did this with the re- one of the recipients um, a couple weeks ago, took her to the Mall of America with a thousand dollar shopping spree. So she got a new wardrobe and then we took her to a salon, she got a new haircut, she got a makeover. And so the one woman, um, for this year is now, you know, set and, and I mean we've changed her life. Not the biggest thing for me I feel like that I lacked so much and, and a lot of women lack is, is confidence. And when you're dealing with domestic violence, you're just it, it 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 takes you into a different place. And it's one, hard to deal with things on a day-to-day basis, let alone if you have children, but making smart decisions of things that will affect you and your kids for the rest of your life and being able to do that because you're in a, on a, a right mental place. And I really feel like every year the coach is the one that always makes the most impact for these people, mm-hmm. helping these women really get back on their feet.
2: I mean, I applaud you for all of that, for all that you're doing for, for everyone with regards to that support system because it truly – is something that's very special and important. And, and when I think about what you're doing, Nicole, um, and the people that you're surrounding, these, these individuals um, um, that are you know, impacted by domestic violence, is that when I think about whatever the situation is specifically, right, wh- whoever it's affecting, whether it's a, a woman or a man or whatever, but I think that, like, in that specific moment, people have to understand your entire world is just flipped upside down. Like you know what I'm saying it's, right. it's almost like, like when you look at at what occurred here with the, the hurricane down in Florida and all that stuff, and in the blink of an eye, you have areas and homes and e- people 's lives that are that are that are lost like people physically lost lives, people lost their homes, people lost everything that they have. The same thing can be said with domestic violence is like one day your life is going it could be going smoothly or it could be kind of like very inconsistent but it, all it takes is that one day that one incident that one tragedy that occurs and you just don't know where your life is in that moment.
3: Right. I mean we have one woman um that was a recipient last year. She had hadn't paid taxes in over 6 years and it was she just she just couldn't face it. And you know that you can't and that's where you know we, ha- we helped her she had been out of her situation for a while, but she just was kind of circling. And the woman that nominated her, you know, shared her whole story and was just like, "She's just this great person, and she's super educated, but she's underemployed. She's driving Lyft because she's just lost. And and part of it was she just felt like her life was completely out of control, and she didn't know how to get back on her feet." And so the CPA and the coach for her were integral last year, helping her, you know, go back and actually start filing taxes mm-hmm. um, and getting her financially back on her, on her feet and having a budget and feeling, um, you know, you take, that's what's just so powerful about this is like, you know, I, I watched these, these women for a whole year and, you know, we see them in January and like they're, they're physically, you know, more slouched over. There there are no smiles, there aren't laughs to, you know, when I'm at the Mall of America with Sarah Rogers, the stylist who donates her time. I mean these women are, you know, tying trying on clothes and buying these items or we're buying these items for them and just the joy and the confidence and the calmness to be able to feel like and I and I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not on that side, but I, I feel like it's probably gotta be just that actually while there's this huge group of people that really, truly care about me and are here for me and providing that support system. Not that, not that you don't have it with friends or family, but like you said, it's, it's completely different because your world is thrown upside down. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, you know, what am, what am I doing and how how do, how do I wake up tomorrow morning and how do I make some smart decisions? Because the decisions that you that you make affect you for the rest of your life.
2: How much more difficult was it for you having children?
3: I mean, completely, completely, because not only, um, you know, are you dealing with it from a financial standpoint, but you're also dealing with it from an emotional standpoint of like, okay, like, what is this world? You know, there's some terms that I had never, I mean, I'd heard of, because obviously I'd like police officer friends and things, but bail and OFPs and child protection and, you know, all these different things that you're like, what you know, what is this? What does this mean? And how can I make sure that I do the right thing and make smart choices and, and be smart for me and my family?
2: Yeah, no, I hear you. We're talking to Nicole Mendorf, CEO of ProsperWell Financial, about her domestic abuse charity event coming up this Friday, October the 14th. Uh, and it's going to be at ProsperWell, right, it, which is 4300 Baker Road in Minnetonka. And the event is, give me the specifics, the event from 1030 a.m. to 1 p.m.?
3: Yep, yep. She so can come and there's networking. We have a bunch of vendors. So there's numerous different men and women that are bringing anything from jewelry to Juanita's jar. I don't know if you've ever come across her. She uh, started baking um, to help her in her situation and, and get out of it and feel you know, more empowered. And she now has cookies that are at Caribou um, and you can buy them really? at Target. And so, yeah, she's just. She's an amazing woman in, in business, yeah, here locally in, in Minnesota, and so she's gonna be there um, with her with her cookies. And we have a woman that makes macaroons, and so like when you come, not only are we having Joey Nova's cater it, but there's gonna be these different booths that are men and women that um, generally have some sort of connection, a lot of them personally to domestic violence, and so you'll get like Juanita's you jar, you'll get one of her bags of cookies for free from the, from my foundation. And then if you want to buy more, you sure can. And, and a portion of the proceeds uh, wait, go to domestic. Wait,
2: you said, you said cookies. And what else did you say was going to be offered? You said, that was another <laughs> sweet treat.
3: Macaroon.
2: Oh, well, hold, As on, on, that on. Hold, hold on. Hold yeah. on. I know that you're saving me one. I know that you're sa- <laughs> I can't make it on Friday. Nicole, I know you, I know where you live. You, I, you got to save me one, please.
3: Yeah, I, I will save you one. I'll <laughs> save you. I'll, I'll save you one of everything. I'll, I'll hide it away. So, and then Karen Sorbo, she's uh, an auctioneer, a local auctioneer. Yep. Um, she's donated her time. So we've got um, Afri- a trip to Africa, um, an African safari. We have a diamond necklace, um, and just it's just a fun event. It, it's I'm excited because this is the first time we're doing it again since the pandemic, and we used to do it, you know, at at the Marriott, at the hotel, and have it a little bit more formal We're we're trying it this year at the office, to, you know, to see what happens and just an informal networking event with a silent auction and an opportunity to connect and, and raise some money and, and hear Melanie's story. She's going to share her story briefly.
2: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, I just want to commend you on, on, on this, you know, actually being a thing and you giving back because you've always been somebody that that's going to give back and do special things for special people. Uh, and it takes us all as a community, right. To give back and do what we can. But this is, this is a lot like like you know putting this together you know it, it takes it takes manpower it takes woman power to, to get behind it and to support people and uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely amazing uh, once again the specifics people this Friday October the 14th the events from 10:30 a.m. to 1 p.m at Prosper Prosperwell Financial that's 4300 Baker Road in Minnetonka Minnesota uh, supporting um, those that have been impacted. By domestic violence, Nicole Mittendorf, CEO of World well Financial, uh, joining us here on the Lake Show. Hey, Nicole, uh, save me on one of those, and uh, I'll catch up with you very, very soon. And we'll, uh, yeah, we got, we got to catch up anyway. It's been too long.
3: Yeah, sounds good.
2: All right, take care. That's Nicole Mittendorf joining us here on the Lake Show. All right, coming up next, we'll get into a scoreboard um, scoreboard involving Monday Night Footballs underway. I know that we had a basketball game for the Minnesota Timberwolves. That was actually last night. But uh, what took place the last day or so in Major League Baseball with the playoffs? We'll get to it next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Nicole Mittendorf, CEO of Prosper Well Financial. She was awesome. She's doing great work. And um, we've already got people calling in asking about the event on on Friday. So there are already people out there that have been impacted that are victims of um, I don't want to use the word victims, but I mean, but they are victims of domestic violence that are already calling in and saying, hey, what's that information again? I, I want to show up. I want to go. So. Thank you for calling and requesting the information because we'd love for Nicole to help you out.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, one thing it's about, Henry, too, and I'm glad we got clarification, it's not just physical abuse. It's emotional and, and mental abuse, which, which can be just as devastating. So, yeah, I was – I'm more because well, a lot the, of
2: times it starts there.
1: Yeah, you know? absolutely, and, and then it escalates from there. So, absolutely, you're, you're 100% right.
2: Yep. All right, uh, it is time for a scoreboard here. On the Lake Show.
1: All right, let's get to it, H Lake. The uh, big news of the day, obviously, is Monday Night Football. Kickoff just underway in Arrowhead. Uh, both teams going three and out. And right now, the Raiders have the ball, their second possession, and uh, they are driving to around uh, just short of midfield. And it is uh, nothing nothing, uh, just about five minutes gone in the first quarter in Arrowhead between the three and one Kansas City Chiefs and the one and three Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, nothing going on in Major League. What
2: kind of play call was that?
1: Uh, Is he gonna get the he's gonna get the first? first Oh, they're
2: gonna call a hold. (laughs) Uh, Push him
1: back. ah, See, you're already cheering for your Chiefs here, man. I got Patrick Mahomes going tonight in fantasy. All right, that's fair. My bad. No, it's it's always better when you have a no one cares
2: about your fantasy team.
1: Nobody cares about your fantasy team yet. It's it's an off day for Major League Baseball, but we do have some division series that kick off tomorrow. The early game is going to be an NL East matchup between the Phillies and the Braves. That is going to be at uh, Truist Park in Atlanta. Uh, we've got the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros, both out of the AFC, or the AFC, the uh, American League West. Uh, Justin Verlander going for the Astros. Uh, the Mariners have not decided who they're going to throw. Here's a good one. Uh, in uh, Yankee Stadium, it's the Yankees and the Guardians. Garrett Cole's gonna get the ball for the Yankees game one of that ALDS. And then Hey, hey
2: now. Yeah,
1: and then we got the Padres and the Dodgers in the late game tomorrow out of the National League. West. Let's go
2: Dodgers. I already won. I already won some money because the Dodgers uh made the postseason and the Brewers did not. <clears throat> Sorry, Hammer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I I mean, you know, you can't bet against the Dodgers. You just you can't. Not when it comes to postseason. But three out of these four are division matchups, too. And at least the American League uh, West and the uh, National League West. So just very interesting there. Uh, In the uh, NBA, we've just got a few uh, exhibition games tonight as they're kind of winding down to the preseason. Right now, uh, just starting the third quarter, the Wizards up on the Hornets, 63-61. Christoph Porzingis with uh, 20 points for the Wiz. The unicorn? The unicorn, yeah. (laughs) It's weird to see Christoph Porzingis. It's going to take me a bit to see him in a – a wizards, I almost said bullets in a wizards uniform. Well, uh, he was
2: with them last year for a while.
1: I, I, it's, it's just, it's still weird. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's still weird. Uh, something that's going to be weird as well. Donovan Mitchell in a Cavs uniform, but uh, the Sixers right now, middle of the third quarter, up on the Cavs, sixty-seven fifty-eight, and uh, five minutes left to go in the second quarter. It is the Rockets over the Heat. 47-46.
2: And we got a long bomb touchdown from Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. And the Raiders just went up 6 nothing. It was a fourth in inches. And they went for the long ball.
1: Does that surprise you? I mean, that, that's... That call? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and he fourth and in inches? and He, he was, was wide open. Yeah. Yeah. He just... The, the cornerback just flat out lost him. There's a little bit of an underneath route that he might have gotten rubbed a little bit. But... Yeah, Devontae Adams wide open on a fourth down and one. Yeah, how about that? We we might have a, a shootout. So for your for your sake and Patrick Mahomes for your fantasy team tonight, that might be a good thing.
2: Yeah, I'm going against um, Josh Jacobs. Okay, I'm already trailing by 14. So he's got Josh Jacobs. I have Patrick Mahomes, and I have Daniel Carlson. Uh,
1: you're already scoreboard watching. Already scoreboard watching. <laughs> six minutes into the first it's all quarter. All good, baby. All right. So uh, that's what we've got. Uh, that's that is, uh, that's that scoreboard. That's
2: going to wrap right. it up. Yep. All right, coming up next, guess who made the postseason? Well, we know the Twins didn't, but the Loons did. Minnesota United, they made the playoffs yesterday, uh, winning 2-0 over Vancouver. Andy Greeter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, he joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, Minnesota United FC, they punched their ticket yesterday getting into the postseason. The playoffs, 2 Neil over Vancouver and joining us now on the John Schuster Banker hotline is a friend of the show, Andy Greeter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press to talk about said squad here on the Lake Show. Hey, Andy, uh, how you doing this evening? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing a lot better now that the, uh, that the Loons got into the postseason, man. Kind of a dicey situation there because – When I saw you a couple of weeks in a row, um, they were, you know, just rolling, right? Like mid-season form, they were looking like they were one of the best teams in the league. But then, you know, in the second half of the season and late, they just uh, they had a heck of a swoon. But uh, that's all in the past. They were able to get it done. Just kind of your thoughts on them kind of finishing off the season going into last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you summed it up pretty well. You know, they were the hottest team in Major League Soccer in July and August. They had one loss in 11 games, uh, had moved all the way up to the third spot in the West, and looked like they would be able to cruise into the playoffs, clinch with a couple of games to go, rest, get healthy, uh, and just relax uh, up until the, the playoffs began. Uh, but then they were cold and didn't win a game. Uh, From late August until last night, you know, they were winless in six games at one point uh, out of an available 18. It was the worst skid over a six game stretch in franchise history. And Adrian Heath was, was calling out players and players were, you know, looking in the mirror and and wondering what was going on. And it was really bad. And you didn't really know what team was going to show up last night uh, because, A week ago, they were in the same spot. They could clinch a home playoff game against the worst team in the Western Conference, and they laid an egg. So you didn't really know what was going to happen because they had an opportunity to to clinch a week ago. So to see them come out with the fire and the determination and the game plan and the goal scoring and and the shot stopping and and the solid defense, you saw the team that was the hottest in MLS in the middle of the summer – not the team that struggled over the last six games.
2: What were the things that led or, you know, contributed to the, or what contributions to them just having kind of that later season swoon this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, number one, they lost their number one defender, Bakai DeBasi. Uh, once he went down, uh, they got one point, and um, he was an integral piece. He's kind of one of those unsung leaders of the team. He's not the goal scorer. He's not the the goalkeeper that makes the fancy saves, but he's a, a workmanlike, athletic center back who just kind of bosses things on the back line. And when they lost him to a season-ending injury, uh, the depth behind him is considered quality depth. But they're still their depth pieces for a reason. And and they started to struggle and and also just lacked a lot of discipline. They would let one goal become two goals, become three goals conceded, and and it was so total system failure, to borrow a a Pollard phrase, um, that it was scoring as well. You know, they had two goals, I think, in those six games. They had a negative 12 goal differential. So when you're looking at the worst run in franchise history in MLS era, uh, it takes all all sides to, to fall in on each other, and that's what it was until last night.
2: We're talking to Andy Greeter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. We're talking Loon Soccer here as they just uh, earned a playoff spot with their 2-0 victory over Vancouver. Um, What was the atmosphere like at Allianz Field last night? And and tell me a little bit about the match.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a a tremendous atmosphere. They um, had a record attendance, you know, 19,941 um and they had a kind of a quote-unquote blackout and and they were ready and raring to go to to support their team even if they even if they had struggled um you know just given the fact that they had had like we talked about been so bad uh over a six-game stretch you know it was really crucial for them to, to score an early goal you know they had a, a high press which is when they're at their best they're they're in the other opponents. They're in the opponent's half of the field and, and they're, you know, kind of a full court press kind of defense uh, to borrow a basketball phrase. And they were doing that and they were able to turn over Vancouver and start a fast break, start a counter-attack. And uh, Franco Fragapane uh, scored in the 17th minute. And that was really big for this team from a confidence standpoint, just given where they'd been. And also just that they're not chasing the game because, when they've been chasing the game, then they lose their defensive shape and they're more susceptible to, to give up scoring chances and goals. And when you're able to, to take the lead knowing that a, a win and even a draw gets you to the playoffs, that changes the dynamic of the game. They really controlled their own destiny last night, so they didn't have to scoreboard watch. They didn't have to wait to see or, or look and, and hear what was going on at other games that were playing on at the same time and uh, were able to compact, stay compact and make defensive substitutions and, and really lock things down in midfield. And then they got a second goal from Jonathan Gonzalez, the guy who they brought in at the summer transfer window, a guy who's played in big games for some of Mexico's biggest clubs, and, and he rose to the occasion and scored what ended up being, being the insurance goal in the 72nd minute or 77th minute. And, uh, you know, at that point, it was pretty much sealed and delivered for Minnesota. So after being so nervy and so uncertain for so long, uh, they were able to kind of really go back to their blueprint of of being stout defensively, um, not giving up many opportunities, pressing in the other opponent's half, turning them over, and striking on the counterattack. That's really when this team's at their best, and that was the recipe last night.
2: I can only imagine what the atmosphere was like because I, I've, I've been there when it's rocking, but I haven't been there where it's all on the line. So I know that uh, you probably had a blast and had a good time with the, with the fans out there last night. But one of your tweets yesterday caught my eye, and I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, you tweeted, only one, hashtag MNUFC. Um, Minnesota United is the one Western Conference club to make the MLS Cup playoffs in four consecutive seasons. There were three clubs in this category coming into 2022, but Seattle was eliminated last week, and Portland bounced out Sunday. So that's quite the accomplishment for 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 the United to to get back there and to make good on the opportunity that was given to them last night to get into the playoffs. Because I even was texting with a friend of mine um, in Kansas City earlier today, and I was like, man, sporting? You guys didn't make the, the postseason? I mean, what gives? And, and I know how avid they are about – about yeah. soccer in Kansas yeah. City, so that just you know yeah. that in itself. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the silver lining to this, because you want to see them advance, but at least there's some good that's already occurred here with United.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's a, a kind of a, a landmark kind of achievement at, at right now. Obviously, um, you know this is the the, the current runs of, of teams, right? Kansas City had a great run you know, ten years ago. I think Seattle ended a run that was I think eight or nine consecutive postseason appearances and their teams that have won trophies and Minnesota hasn't. But I think when you're just looking at at consistency and while this team has been a ro- or this season has been a roller coaster, this team has been pretty consistent. Year in and year out. I mean, it shows in the fact that like you read, I mean, there's only one team that has made the playoffs in these last 4 years consecutively in the Western Conference. I think it shows that, you know, they have built a standard of who they are. Now, I think, you know, they're certainly not the favorites in the West. You know, they're the sixth seed out of seven. Um, So there's a lot of – they're going to have to go on the road to Dallas here uh, on Monday. So, I mean, while the odds are long, I think it's it's an opportunity to enjoy the ride, right? I think that's a big thing in sports is just, you know, embracing where you are at the current moment and not getting caught up in if you have a trophy or if you're the underdog going into the playoffs or what the last six games were because I certainly – talked about that and have certainly written about that but i think you need to kind of stop and look around and say hey we're the only one in the west that's done it these last four years to be in this spot to make the playoffs and and to be, be part of the conversation year in and year out i think is is an achievement i mean they're not going to hang the banner but i think it's it shows the consistency that this club has had since they moved to allianz field it's it's congruent with that run of once they've once they've gone there they've made the playoffs every year
2: yeah uh, I, I did want to ask you about um, Dallas. What do you make of that matchup? What, what do you think what, – what do you make of that club?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tricky because, you know, they really stuck it to Minnesota in their lull here over these last six weeks. It was, it was an even, even game, um, but Dallas scored uh, three goals in, in three minutes. And if you take out the celebrations, it was three goals in one minute of actual uh, playing time. And uh, Minnesota really got broken down by a team that has a lot of attacking talent. You know, they've got Jesus Ferreira, uh, who's the number nine who's their striker, who's likely the favorite to be the striker for the U S men's national team when they go to the FIFA world cup uh, in November. Um, So they've got a lot of scoring talent on that team. You know, Minnesota has gone there and won at Dallas earlier this year. Um, I don't think it's a team that, that strikes a lot of fear in them they know that they can compete with them they look at you know the three nil uh loss that they had earlier this year just a couple weeks ago and say chalk it up to you know as I think Heath called it five minutes of madness um (laughs) outside of those five minutes felt they felt pretty good about the overall game um so you know I think that this can be a real palate cleanser for this team to not be in their own head to not think of oh, my God, are we going to crash out of the playoffs here with this historically bad run? Now that they're in, I think they can play loose and free and, and know that they're the underdog and, and go into a place that you, you know that Dallas is going to want to be on the front foot and have the ball. And and uh, that feeds into Minnesota's strategy of being stout defensively and striking on the counterattack.
2: Yep. Uh, one quick go for question. How fired up for you? Are you about, uh, this week, man, Them getting back to action. Cause that was, uh, that was, that was disappointing. The loss at home against Purdue.
0: Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, they were a 10 point favorite, um, at home. They were a ranked team. They were four and oh, they had just steamrolled four straight teams. So to, to lose at home and give up kind of the full position in the big 10 West hurts. But I think. You can get that right back here uh, this weekend, going to, to Illinois, where you're a, a road favorite. I think they're a three-point favorite against a, a ranked Illini team that's 5-1 and one and has a, a really good defense, a really good rush defense. It sounds like well, Ibrahim is going to be back. That's what PJ said today. And they need him because they had one of their worst rushing performance against the Boilermakers uh, as far as yardage goes since 2015. So. Uh, they certainly need their All-American. They need their offensive line to play better, too. It wasn't just pinning it on the on the backup running backs as as the issues against the Boilermakers. But, yeah, I think it'll be exciting. It'll be fun to have another road game. Um, it'll be fun to to go to Champaign um, where, you know, it looked like a very lively crowd last week for Iowa, and it's their homecoming. So I expect the same kind of thing. I, I was listening to Brett Bielema's press conference here before we chatted, and, they were the last Power Five team to be ranked. It had been 11 years since Illinois had been ranked until this week. So they're going to be amped up uh, to, to host the Gophers and beat them on homecoming. And like I said, the Gophers are favorites, and they're getting their All American running back back, it looks like. And it should be a good one.
2: Good deal. Andy Greeter, sports writer, St. Paul Pioneer Press, covers the Gophers and Minnesota United. Joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Andy Greeter. Hey, Andy, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my man. Yeah,
0: thanks, Henry. Take care,
2: bud. All right, take care. That's Andy Greeter joining us here on the Lake Show. Coming up next, we got time for headlines. We'll see. Hopefully, headlines next on the Lake Show. All right, I didn't want to press my luck with headlines, so we'll do headlines here towards the end of the show. But I did want to get to go for football. I know they had the bye week this week. Previous weekend, they had homecoming. I got to tell you man I was um I was absolutely disappointed in that performance against Purdue I I was I was extremely disappointed man that sucked to watch I was in Kansas City sitting in the hotel room watching it I was like what what is this actually I wasn't in the hotel room time I was at a bar watching it when it was going down. And I was like, "What is this? What are we doing here? And look m- maybe maybe I'm just underestimating Purdue because Purdue they backed it up with a victory. um, who they beat this weekend Purdue played they won this weekend. I'll just put it like that. I think they went on the road again and they and they defeated somebody so maybe maybe we overrated the Gophers, or maybe we just underrated. What Purdue brings. Maybe that's it. Maybe we underrated Purdue. Or maybe we overrated the Gophers. It's quite possible. I, This is the thing about Gopher football. And tell me I'm wrong. Okay. We, right when we are ready to anoint them. And we're singing their praises. They stumble and fall. Yep, yep. That's
1: what, it happens all the time. I'm yeah, like, damn. It does. It, it does. it was the perfect trap game. And, and I found out who they beat last week. Who? They beat Maryland. Man. Oh, That's why I was quiet over here.
2: It's Maryland.
1: I, I mean, I, I think the bye came at the perfect time for them. I I think it did. Because they were coming off of that just awful game. Against Purdue, you give Mo a chance to to get healthy, mm-hmm. and now you're going to go. You know your margin of error right now, Henry. But
2: Illinois got confidence now.
1: I, well, that's the thing. Like this and that's is the problem. This is going to be a good test for them because yeah, Illinois does have confidence. So you know we'll see. It's going to be a good test. You got to play like you did at Michigan State. Let's say that.
2: All right. Coming up next. Please listen to. A- this next topic because I truly believe that we are suffering as a nation because of celebrity worship. I'll explain next on The Late Show